You're listening to the What's That Mean post-message podcast following Brad Franklin's message on July 29th and 30th entitled The Creator of Meaning. Welcome, everyone. We're glad that you're here today. This is John. This is Brad. And this is Kim. Kim? Who's Kim? (laughs) Who is Kim? This is Kimberly Campbell with us, and she is our Director of Communications, which means you do what? Um, you know, I am do all the work that you see on the weekends. It's the slides and Lakeside Life and just trying to help everyone know what's going on here at Lakeside. Know what's going on, know what's coming up. Yeah, and you do a fine job. We're glad that you're here today. No, thank you. So Kim is actually leading this whole podcast oh. <laughs> today. Way to go, Kim. <laughs> uh, good job this weekend, man. You Thanks. So cre- the creator of meaning yeah. was... Was the title right? So we're talking about Jesus, and we're do we did the whole conversation through John chapter one, and which is all which is all like based on uh, Genesis one. So the beginnings of both those books are in the beginning, and John takes, I think he takes some joy just in walking back through the creation story and describing Jesus. And how he was involved in creation, how he was the light. When God said, let there be light, there was Jesus. And how that all, you know, works together and then flows through John chapter 1. It's just fun. Hmm. You're not saying that God created Jesus. I'm not saying, no, No. thank you. I'm not saying he (laughs) created Jesus. Jesus was there. But but John goes back and says, you know, Jesus is the light of the world. And that's a metaphor. That's not like he's, it's like Jesus is a giant flashlight. But right. he brings light to the world, just like God did when he said, let there be light. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Jesus says, I'm the door. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. You can't knock on him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's good. So we had a Q&A this weekend, too, and a, and a few questions came up that I, I found uh, very interesting at the end of the weekend. Um one of them, I think, think that got a lot of uh, traction. We had some conversation uh, post uh, gathering, and this didn't come up in every gathering. But if you were there, you may have heard at one gathering somebody asked about uh, clinical depression mm-hmm. and how do you uh, breathe life and hope and meaning uh, specifically into the life of someone uh, that's in your family or that you're close to that is suffering from clinical depression. And I wished that we had 30 minutes to, mm-hmm. to really unpack that on the weekend. But you want to talk into that a bit? Yeah, it's a great question to ask. When we're talking about how do I find meaning in life, obviously when people are dealing with, maybe not obvious, but when people are dealing with depression, sometimes it feels like there's an absence of meaning that goes along with that. So some, someone who asked that question was trying to be helpful to a friend or family member who, who's struggling with depression. And there are some answers that we gave in the, in the Q&A session, which are great answers. You should pray for them. Well, that's a great answer. That's really true. Um, Christian music may be something that lifts someone's spirits, and that might be really helpful. But I think what we, we neglected to mention was sometimes that's, a, that's a, a clinical issue. Sometimes that's a medical issue. And um, mental health is a, is a function of health. And we're, we're all engaged in physical health to a greater or lesser degree, trying to be healthy. And sometimes, I mean, there's, there's depression that comes into our lives. It's like, oh, I had a, ba- I had a series of bad things happen to me, and I'm... I'm sure, it's like situational Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. situational depression, yeah. yeah. 
and you know we live through that and we change our perspective and we spend some time and we get through that but sometimes there's chronic depression and sometimes the best thing to do is to go see a doctor yeah and that's a that's there's a story there's a passage i think it's in the book of james where it talks about having um the elders come and pray for someone who's sick or someone who's sick come and have the elders pray for them and it says they will anoint them with oil and pray for them uh, to be well. And there's some thought that when it talks about anointing them with oil, that's really a reference to medication. Like the, the mm-hmm. best tool they had for medicine at that point was to anoint someone with oil. Now, it's also a spiritual factor so that someone, when they anointed them with oil, they were also praying for them. So they were dealing with the physical side of life and the spiritual side of their life. And right. I think that's important in dealing with depression that we we take both sides of that. And there's other side. I mean, there's psychological sides. There's other sides to that as well. Yeah, we certainly don't want to minimize it to one or the other. Right. And I think the biggest no-no for me is telling somebody is simply a spiritual issue. Yeah. Oh, please, no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, but the, the other side too, that it's just, that it's just um, uh, physical, uh, could leave out some options right. too. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think, as Jesus followers, we shouldn't be afraid or ashamed to talk to someone uh, for medical advice. And there, there may be, I think, just as we put chemicals in our body that, that change our personality, there are things that happen inside of us uh, that we are experiencing that sometimes need um, medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things can be those things can be dealt with and so we, sh- we shouldn't be ashamed or afraid of that yeah. yeah and I think our series has been great about talking about ways to find meaning but this question was beyond just that and I think it is important to realize there are different factors and that just like you said John um, there is no reason to hesitate to go to the medical side of things too so yeah, yeah. I did appreciate the question because we just want to be good family members and good friends and we want to help where we can. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of things that you can readily accessible on the web, about things that you shouldn't say um, that I think would be very helpful to, yeah. to read. Yeah, and it's a, that's a, it's a whole interesting conversation for us. We're, we're, not, we're not medical doctors, so to try and wade into that too far is a little sure. challenging for us because we may, we may overstep our bounds in some of those things. Of course, we deal with the spiritual side of things. That's what we do. Um, right. So, to you know, that's where seeking the help of a professional, whatever that is. I mean, people come to us for counseling. They go, you, you can help me in this. Well, yeah, we're professionals in that. But if you have other kinds of issues that are physical, a physical doctor, a medical doctor is a professional that can help. Yeah. Um, so this weekend, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but this weekend kind of rhymes, this upcoming weekend is going to, in some ways, rhyme with what we went through. Yes. Can you tell us what's coming up? Well, what's coming up is we're going to, this next weekend, we're going to talk about Philippians chapter 2, which is my favorite passage of the Bible, uh, has been for a long time. And it's a story of Jesus and how he, how he emptied himself to make us full. And so we, talk, we talked about that this last week. Jesus is full and he fills us. And we're gonna we're gonna just take that another step forward this next weekend and talk about how his emptying himself intentionally to fill us up was th- this great gift that Jesus brought to us. 
Hmm. And then there's always a calling in my mind. Whenever we respond to Jesus by faith, there's always a calling that we are transformed in such a way that we go practice what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. So he emptied himself, and we are called to empty ourselves, humble ourselves, and give ourselves to others. So that's what we'll talk about this week. So I think it'd be good if we read Philippians chapter 2, even going into the weekend, just so we have a good heads up. Absolutely. Yeah, every time you can get the whole of the scriptures, I try and put this out on Facebook or someplace in advance, but if you can get a hold of the scriptures that we're going to read in a certain week, uh, read in advance would be really helpful. So Philippians chapter 2, you can read the whole chapter, but specifically verse 1 through 11 would be right on target. That's good. Yeah. should tell your communications director to put that out on Facebook this week for you. Yeah, hey, <laughs> oh, hey, you should put that on Facebook this week, Kim. That would be great. <laughs> That's good. That could be helpful. That's great. So, uh, Kim, you, you were here this weekend. Yeah. Were, was there anything this weekend that... Uh, particularly that was highlighted for you or questions that you wish you could have asked or I I think my and I love the 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 metaphor between the beginning of Genesis and again how it's repeated in the beginning of John I think that's beautiful um and recognizing that one is you know the beginning of one kingdom and Jesus is the beginning of the next and just the way that John does that so beautifully and um make sure to track people to see that, you know, we really are seeing um, something that you should be reflecting back and the being of the New Testament as we talk about, you know, what comes when Jesus appears and that it's just a a fantastic beginning of something new. Mm -hmm. I've always loved that. And I love John because he does such a good job of just kind of really uh, rhyming that with what we've seen earlier in Mm -hmm. in Genesis. Yeah, it's good stuff. Brad, do you, I, I bet, I know this is true. You get to the end of a weekend sometimes and you go, it's impossible to speak, you know, everything I would have loved to have said yeah. for this particular weekend. <laughs> is there something that you wish you had more time to dive into this weekend? Well, I would like to give you the whole Bible every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, people get upset with me sometimes because they go, you, you, you didn't talk about this. It was right in the passage. I'm like, yeah, can't talk about all of that. Sure. So I just, I'm not sure that there was something, well, I mean, all the stuff that I, I tried to skim through the beginning of John chapter one and get to some of that, which wasn't necessarily pertinent to the topic of, hey, we're trying to find meaning in life. I mean, there's kind of background information mm-hmm. to that. I just would like to be able to get more thought into the idea of I think people feel so empty in this world there's emptiness all around us and it shows up in so many different ways it shows up in you know alcoholism it shows up in addictions it shows up in shopping you know in ways that we don't have money to cover it just shows up in a lot of different ways and I think all of that's a search for significance or for meaning or what's what's my life about or why isn't my life on the track I, you know I feel I feel so empty so I'm going to fill it up with something else those kinds of things I want people to be able to come to grips with and figure out mm-hmm. and I think that's where that's this thing in John you know J- Jesus was so full of the father he was so full of uh, and he and this is the this is John one. He was God, but he was full of God as well. He was filled with his Father and his presence and his Spirit, and he leads us in that path of being filled with him ourselves. 
and it's a it's a tough journey i think in some ways because there is a there's a thought process that goes with it you have to think about who jesus is you have to regard him you have to meditate on him and those are disciplines of our spiritual life so i think those are not always easy for us but uh, following the pattern of jesus and how he uh, filled us wants to fill us with what he has Mm -hmm. will lead to filling us up and also lead to us uh, emptying ourselves for the sake of others. I think it's, especially in our community and, and, and the times that we're in, it, it's really difficult to feel like you're finding meaning in your life. There's um, so much that's thrown at us um, through social media and media in general that um, makes you sometimes feel helpless or by comparison makes you feel worthless and um, and it is difficult. At the same time, it's so simple to sit back and realize that um, what we're asked to do is really, you know, look to Jesus, look to his example, and recognize that, you know, how he spent his time, what he put for, forward first, what he focused on is going to be able to bring us the most meaning in our lives. And I think this weekend you said, you know, if you want to, understand the character of God looks squarely at Jesus and I love that that you know he is that example for us and when we're struggling um, it's not necessarily the first instinct for us to lean there but that when we do it there's significant changes that happen that you know that is the path towards meaning it seems like we're talking about two different kinds of meaning in this series um, or two different facets of it anyway now we're talking about big meaning like you know, Jesus being the ultimate meaning for our life, the ultimate fulfillment, filling mm-hmm. of our life, the object of our affection, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, and then there's a lot of questions that come in about everyday right. meaning, fulfillment. You know, so uh, I had a guitar stolen a few years ago, mm-hmm. and um, and I had this friend. He was a missionary. I was telling him about it. I was really upset. I mean, it was a nice guitar, and uh, his response was. Well, they, they didn't steal Jesus, did they? And I was like, well, dude, that's, that's not really helpful for me in this, in this situation. No, of course, I'm a bad Christian. No, they didn't steal Jesus. But there's, there's that. I understood that. I understood ultimately at the end of the day when I laid my head down on the pillow, my $900 guitar was not going to make a difference in the rest of my life. But, you know... That was something that mm-hmm. it was hard. I needed perspective, maybe sure, but but there was also loss mm-hmm. there, and um, I don't know if this, that story is helpful or not as I'm as I'm rolling it out here for. Mm-hmm. But you, you know what I'm saying. So we had a lot of questions come in about like meaning in my job, mm-hmm. uh, meaning yeah. with family members. Can we talk into that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, our friend Len Sweet uh, talks about things that have a double ring. And there's, um, there's the big picture of meaning, which you're describing, who Jesus is, what's creation, how do we, what's our role and our place in creation. We're this tiny little speck of a life, in the glo- just in a global perspective. You know, we're one of seven and a half billion people. Mm-hmm. And then we're in this universe that is just extraordinarily beyond our comprehension in size so you have this Jesus who, who is meaning, he is meaning in all of that universe, and then you have to try and figure out how does meaning come into my daily life. Jesus believes there is meaning in our daily life. Jesus believes there, and, and the scripture talks about the meaning that is involved in work. 
work, for example, was something that God gave to human beings before we fell, before we rebelled against God and went our own direction. Work wasn't given as a curse. So I get up, I go to work every day. It's a curse. I got to do it. You know, no work was given as a gift. God said, I, I've been working at creation and I want, you to, I want you to fill the earth and I want you to manage it well and I want you to um, help it flourish. And that was work, but it was going to be beautiful. Mm. And I think when work gets redeemed, and I think redemption is a big part of finding meaning, when work gets redeemed, it goes back to that original purpose, that original focus, which was joining God in his creativity, joining mm-hmm. God in his creative power. Um, Redeeming, redeeming our work and mm-hmm. redeeming the people that are at, with us at work and redeeming the purposes for which we go to work mm-hmm. and all that goes with that. And it, it starts to fulfill that vision that God had for us to fill the earth and subdue it and manage, manage it and make it flourish. Yeah. Yeah, I think eternity for us has a work part. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's going to be something that we're involved in partnering with God in. Uh, you know, it's not going to be just a lazy feast. Yeah, and it, it won't be as self-focused as we often think of it being. You know, it's going sure. to be—it's going to be so beautiful for me. It's going to be so wonderful for me. It's going to be all about me. And in fact, it's going to be about God and about others. Yeah. You know, again, the, the, all the stuff we're talking about now in terms of emptying ourselves, giving ourselves for others, those things—that's all part of the character of God. That doesn't change in heaven. That—that that is God's character. It will be about others, and for us, it will be about God and about others. And the more we redeem those relationships now and lean into that side of meaning, the more ready we are for heaven. Hmm. That's great. I will also almost guarantee that pre-fall, the Garden of Eden was not as hot as Folsom is these days. (laughs) Because there's no way I'm working outside in this. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I like Don't quote said. me on that. <laughs> I like what you said, Brad, because um, however you spend your day, every one of our days are spent with interactions with others, you know, and having those one-on-one connections. Um, and when you are conscious about making those interactions more about the other person than yourself, there's something joyful about that. Mm-hmm. And those are opportunities we have no matter what we do or for work or at home or just in our day-to-day lives. So I think that's important to keep a hold of yeah i think that uh, i like what len says about that double ring or jesus talking in stereo he has a lot of little uh, quips like that that i think are helpful Uh, when he talks about uh, in jesus manifesto his book that he wrote with frank viola he talks about the incarnation which is the theological term we use to describe god becoming man in Mm -hmm. the in the person of jesus uh, and he says there's there's two sides of the incarnation. There's the Jesus emptying himself, becoming a man part, and there's this Jesus pulling humanity up to himself in this partnership mm-hmm. with God so that the conversation uh, its starting point is not what would Jesus do for us, but what is Jesus doing in me? Right. What does Jesus want to do through me? Uh, which is very others-focused mm-hmm. and participatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You can take that same thought then and, and start playing that out, not, not just in the work part of life, but in your family part of life, um, in your play part of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you build those things in and, and start asking, what about the other? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, am I, in my marriage, what about the other? 
much of the marriage counseling that I've done over the years, if, if not all of it, I'm not sure of all of it, but much of what I've done in marriage counseling has been people that come in and they're offended for themselves. They're hurt for themselves. They're wounded themselves. And those wounds are real. I'm not saying they're not real. But so often the remedy for that is to get outside of myself and to steer that back toward my spouse. How do I, how do I focus on giving for my spouse, loving my spouse, serving my spouse, those kinds of things? Mm-hmm. And I think that reflects that, that character of what God built in. And again, that goes back to the beginning. That goes back before the fall, before Genesis chapter 3. It goes back to Genesis chapter 1 and 2 and how God designed us to be together and to be uh, focused on the other, uh, be becoming uh, one together, but by doing that by serving one another. Mm-hmm. Those, are all, those are all practices of the life of meaning. And that echoes a lot of what you said the first week of this entire series. So I would like to encourage everybody who's listening to go back and listen or watch some of these podcasts or the videos that you can find at lakesidechurch.com. We had a lot of questions come in over the last couple of weeks uh, in the Q&A that I think were great questions, and a lot of them, I think, had good answers from previous Mm -hmm. messages. So that's a Mm -hmm. resource that's readily available. And Kimberly works hard to get those out there. (laughs) Right on. To everybody. All right, any final thoughts? I just really enjoyed this series, so I'm looking forward to next week, but at the same time, kind of sad we're wrapping it up. I think this is, you know, just good content that all of us can relate to, so it's been really good. Kim, I, and you haven't been a Jesus follower your entire life, right? No, I came, you know, probably later than most, especially later than most that are on staff here, so, um, and Lakeside was a big part of that, but yeah, it was in my late 30s that I kind of made the turn so I was not anti before but I just had didn't have a relationship with the church hadn't really explored it um so yeah that's um that's fairly new I think compared to most the folks that are knocking around the office so yeah I think that's important and helpful especially when we're talking about things like meaning Mm -hmm. um and encouraging uh, for people that may be listening uh I think sometimes there's there's a perception that those of us who are working at a church have done this uh, from the cradle, uh, you know, and that we have the right answers, and, and that's that's just not true. I yeah. mean, we're we're all desperately yeah. seeking uh, God and and trying to lean in and hear what He has to say, uh, and we've all we're all at different parts in the journey. And I think that's probably what held me back the most is I thought I had to have it all my ducks in a row and have mm. it all figured out and had to know the Bible and, you know, I had to be kind of far down the path before I could even start attending a church when it's absolutely opposite. You know, you should walk in completely open and that's the starting point. And then actually all the other stuff comes easier. So I, I think I did myself a disservice for a long time thinking that, I had to know my stuff before I could come to church when actually church is where it just the doors blow open and you just learn so much. So That's good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday, this weekend we talked we were going through John one and there's there's the beginning piece where he says, you know, Jesus came to his own and his own did not receive him, but whoever received him to them he gave the right to become children of God. 
so there's here's a here's a beginning an open invitation to get started, and then you're also in a passage that has some of the most deep, uh, engaging truth about God in all of the scriptures. So wherever you are on your journey with Christ, at the very beginning, there's stuff in John chapter one for you, and there's stuff about meaning for you. And if you're in the middle of your journey, or you've been on this journey for a long, long time, there's stuff that's there for you that helps you find meaning and and learn how God wants to fill your life with meaning. Yeah, I agree. And there's there's a new door that gets kicked open every weekend. There's just Mm -hmm. more. So I have enjoyed that. Yeah, beautiful. Well, great. Good conversation. Yeah. I, I want to add, too, that we were talking about, uh, sometimes this gets confusing. There's uh, the book of John, and there's the book of First John, and we have been in First John. No, we've been in John. I mean, I'm sorry. We've been in John. <laughs> you just got yeah, 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 yeah. I, just, I just confused myself. And we have been in the book of John. Yeah, not in the book of yeah, John, uh, First chapter John. chapter 1. Uh, this is uh, John making your world confusing. <laughs> and uh, thank you. And signing Brad off. <laughs> and Kim, see you guys. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening today. We hope you had a good time. We hope you find it helpful. You can listen to the entire message from the weekend and watch it on video if you'd like by going to lakesidechurch.com, clicking on menu, and then media. Tune in next week. Peace. I would also like to add that the book of 1 John begins talking about the Incarnation as well.